0: Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking in the book of John where Jesus had said, Come unto me, if any man is thirsty, and out of his belly shall flow rivers. Rivers, not a river, but rivers of living water. And then, of course, he also talked in John chapter 4 about the fountain. Whosoever would drink. Of the water that he would give would never thirst again but the water that I shall give him shall be an everlasting uh, it shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life now as we look at the book of Proverbs today and we're talking about the different waters the waters that God had promised the people of Israel when they entered into the promised land it was not gonna be like in the past Where they had to water and bring the water up out of the Nile River or wherever the river was. And bring it up into the areas where they needed it. But here they were going to have plenty of rain. And the valleys were going to form rivers and creeks and streams and brooks that would flow and get bigger and bigger. And of course rivers could flow into lakes and from the lakes it could flow out into other areas. But nonetheless... It was a land that was very well watered, a land that flowed with milk and honey, meaning for there to be honey, there has to be a lot of bees. Bees are necessary for pollination. When you have good pollination, you're going to have good harvest and good crops right along with the rain. In our Christian walk, we need the water of God both to grow, which is the Word and the Holy Spirit, and we need. At the same time to allow that water to flow from our lives out into the lives of others. In Proverbs 18.4, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the springs of wisdom as a flowing brook. So we can also liken a brook to wellsprings of wisdom. And we can liken a man's mouth as deep waters. The things that come out of our words uh, or out of our heart, the words that flow from there, Jesus said, for out of the abundance of the heart speaketh. And every man is going to give account of every idle word that he or she has spoken during his or her lifetime. 20, verse 5, it says, Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. Once again, we talk about water that is deep. Counsel in this uh, passage means advice or the implication of plans, uh, advisement, purpose, counsel in the heart of man the advice that we receive and or give is like a deep water but a man of understanding will draw it out. When we have the example of the of the water where Jesus was at that one well they needed a bucket to draw it out. But Jesus said when the wells of salvation came into a life of an individual, it would be an artesian well. It would be flowing out. It would be bubbling out. It would be coming out. But to get to the deep, deep, deep waters, we must draw them out in prayer, in seeking God, waiting upon God, meditating upon His Word, listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To be able to draw out the things that God wants to show us. And here's the reason why. In 1 Corinthians two nine, But as it is written. Eye has not seen nor ear heard. Two things. The ear and the eye. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. Remember. It's out of the heart of man. Where the deep waters are at. And those deep waters are also the words that come out of a man's mouth. So it says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now, in the Old Testament, where you find this scripture actually gotten uh, from, it actually says, uh, the things for those that wait upon him. Waiting upon God is like a threefold cord. It it means that we ourselves are intertwined with His purposes and His will, and we're intertwined in such a way that the weight that is upon an individual's life is carried and held on to not by one string, not by two, by... But by three strings, there is that threefold cord cannot easily be broken. If we have the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, if we have the Word of God working in our lives, and we trust and believe God, then God wants to bring these things to light. He wants to bring them into our heart. But the man of understanding will draw these things up. So when we get to verse number 10... The scripture says, <clears throat> but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Then in Ephesians it says concerning the word of God, 5.26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it, talking about the church, the bride, with the washing of water by the word. When Jesus told his disciples, after he had washed their feet, and when he talked about in John chapter 15, you are now clean through the word. The word of God cleanses us. It talks about cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the spirit and of the flesh. So it's talking about the word of God doing a work in us. But it doesn't stop there. In Titus, in chapter number 3, verse 5, it says, But it's not by works of righteousness of our own, which we have done. But according to his mercy, he has saved us by the washing of of regeneration and by the renewing of the Holy Ghost in Deuteronomy in chapter 10 or chapter 11 verse 10 it says for the land where thou goeth into to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from where you came out where thou sowed thy seed and you watered it with thy foot as a garden herbs And whatever means they used with their feet, whatever a long pole with a bucket at the end of it to dip into the river and then bring it up, however they did it, they were no longer going to do it that way. But God says in Deuteronomy 11, 11, but the land where you go to possess, it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water. This makes a difference because when you have a flat land, then depending on the type of soil that is there, the type of dirt, then it's going to just get absorbed and go into the ground, and whatever got soaked is going to stay wet for a certain amount of period. But when we have valleys and we have hills, then it's going to form where the water collects in those valleys. And then whether it's a brook, whether it's a stream, whether it's a creek, it collects and then it finds its way with others and those waters become more until finally you have a stream as large as a river, a river that cannot be crossed by foot because of the massive amount of water that it is flowing or carrying. But this is from everything flowing into it, from all the valleys and all the hills. Now, when we talk about the rain from heaven, we're talking about basically exactly what it says. The seasons of rain that are necessary for the harvest uh, uh, and the crops to grow, for the fruit to grow, and of course reach its maturity. And the fruit of the land of Israel... Was going to be that of a land according to Deuteronomy 8 8, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees, pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, where thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose whose hills thou may dig us out bread. So we get to see here that God is talking about enriching our lives with the blessing of the word of God to the degree that we become truly like a tree planted by the waters. We give our fruit in its season. We're fruitful. We, we don't feel the drought. We don't sense the drought because of the water constantly flowing through the river as long as it's rained somewhere and the rain has found its way through. Uh, But in desert land, in flat land, the water will just basically simply just soak into the ground and depending on the type of ground, like I said, then of course it could simply form a flash flood, which happens in many areas. But the point of all of this is, if God was willing to make a provision for the physical land, for the people of Israel, He has made provision for His church, the body, to make sure that it is fruitful, that it bears fruit, that it bears more fruit, that it bears much fruit, that the fruit remain. And in order to accomplish that, there needs to be water. There needs to be the flowing of the streams of the Holy Spirit, the rivers of the Holy Spirit, in our lives, both into and out of us, to be able to sustain and help others also. And as we, in our walk in our salvation in Christ, as we walk and as we seek Him, then we get to partake of the rich, deep things of God. The things that He has prepared for each and every one of us. He wants to reveal these things to us through His Word. He wants to fully make them known unto us because they are necessary and part of our growth. They're part of our spiritual walk. Without these things, we will not reach the full maturity That he wants to bring us into. And that's where we can then go to the parables of Jesus. And learn from the sower sows a seed. That there were those that simply brought a harvest of 30 fold. Others a harvest of 60 fold. And others a harvest of 100 fold. A lot of it is going to depend upon the soil. It's going to depend upon the water. And it's going to depend upon the seed that falls into the ground. Those things will determine the type of harvest, but ultimately God is the one that gives the increase and even during the time of drought, when everybody may be going through their difficulties, we can still draw from those wells when we need to. And bring up the things that God needs to reveal to us during those times of crisis, during those times that are trying our lives, and we be prepared because the Word of God is there. To refresh, restore our soul and renew it so that we can truly get the rest that is in Him through faith in Christ alone. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Remember, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.